was the first day of his death since he had taken his last breath sorrow filled the air the birds stopped singing everywhere nothing seemed the same the clouds began to weep the rain it was the second day in the tomb where he laid satan smiled with glee he said i have the victory you said you've come to save oh but now you're in the grave Very early that third morn, before the dawn had come, demons danced around, chanting, Satan, you have won. But God in all his greatness stood up from the throne. He nodded to the angel to roll away the stone. And as the sun began to rise, he opened up his eyes. The father turned and said, my son's no longer dead. And the angel filled the sky, the heavens shout, the demons cried. As the king walks out Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee How great thou art finished Satan could not believe that the king of kings had risen oh but the proof was plain to see now the footprints of our Savior are on the devil's head death is defeated forever he arose just like he He's not dead, he is alive. 
God kept His promise on the third morning that He would rise. The angel rolled the stone away, and Jesus walked out of the grave. Praise His name, go and proclaim He is alive. The angel rolled the stone away. Jesus walked out of the grave. Praise His name. Go and proclaim He is alive. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad He's alive. Amen. Praise be unto the God of heaven. Where would we be without a risen Savior today is what I'm trying to figure out. Amen. I know exactly where I'd be. I'd be in a place called hell. Um, but because of what he'd done for me on Calvary, that makes all the difference in the world. Amen. And uh, praise be unto God today and for his many blessings. And, and you know, when God just uh, smiles upon you and breathes upon you, then good things happen. Amen. And I am so glad that we have the opportunity to come and worship with you today and praise His holy name for I'm telling you what, there's nothing like the Lord. Amen? Praise God. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Luke chapter number 24 this morning. Luke chapter number 24, we'll begin reading with verse 1. If you have your place, we'll ask you to stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message today. Did you enjoy Hannah singing today? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. She loves the Lord. She loves to sing. And I'm glad she's using talent for Him. Because, uh, you know, many people's got talent and they could use it many different places. But thanks be unto God, we have some that give their talent to God. And that is a wonderful thing today. Luke chapter 24, you have your place, say amen. amen. Verse number 1, the Bible says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Brother Joe Floyd, lead us in prayer, please. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this resurrection morning. We know, Lord, that your word is true. We know, Lord, without the blood of the Lamb and the death and the resurrection, we wouldn't have anything. Yes, we thank you, Jesus, for what you did, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for being here today. Let everyone be encouraged by this reading of the word yes, and the preaching Father. and the song. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. As I read this scripture and I began to pray this week, uh, I had worked a long time on the on a message for, for for the seven cry service, and and I was also trying to work on this morning service as well. And I I couldn't grasp anything. It was almost like that I was draw, drawing a writer's block, and and I didn't really know what to say to you this morning or what to preach to you. Even as as it is, you know, we know it's resurrected day, resurrection day. We can speak about the resurrection of Christ, for that's what Easter's all about. Let me make sure to tell you today, it's not about the Easter bunny, and it's not about the Easter eggs. It's about a risen God, a risen Savior that makes intercession for you and I. Amen. And as I began to pray and as I began to seek the face of God and what to preach to you this morning, uh, I, 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 I actually sat down. God gave me something yesterday and I sat down and probably wrote this down in about three minutes. Now it might take me three hours to preach it. Some of y'all are getting very nervous. But I am glad that I'm here today. Amen. I'm not going to rush the Lord. Amen. We know for a fact that our Savior is alive and well. For when they got there, the scripture says uh, uh, they could not find the Lord Jesus. And what I want to do today, by the way of points and bringing the message to you and making it come a little bit alive for you, if you will, I want to use an acrostic. An acrostic is a, 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 you can use a word and you take each letter out of a particular word and you begin those uh, letters with a particular point. For example, A-L-I-V-E, alive. 
each letter in the word alive is going to be the beginning of a particular point in the message this morning. Maybe to help you understand it a little better. And maybe to help you to retain this in your memory as you leave this place today. For I do not want to give up and, and forget about what God has done for me. A dead God cannot save anybody today. Amen. If you're here and you're lost without God, there is a Jesus that loves you. He is alive. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And my friend, one day he's going to come and get us. And if you don't go by the way of the rapture, you're going to go by the way of death. Uh, my friends, we are going to, listen, we can get to that place called heaven if you desire to get there today. Amen. But the first thing that I see there in the scripture and that as I see the letter A in alive, I say that God is able. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. You know what that says to me today, Brother Floyd? It tells me that our God's able to do anything. He's able to take that one that may be lost and on their way to hell without Jesus. He's able to reach down and cleanse you of all your sins and your unrighteousness. He's able to lift you up out of the miry pit of hell uh, and out of that miry pit of clay uh, uh, set you on a solid rock to stand and establish your goings according to the word of God. Uh, he is able today uh, to answer each and every one of our prayers. Uh, no matter what it may be, uh, he is able to deliver. Uh, oh boy, we've seen some things around this place over the past year or two uh, uh, that some people would not believe. Uh, uh, from the paying off of the mortgage uh, uh, to the cancer being gone uh, uh, to many a different things. Uh, People can mock at it and scoff at it if they want to. I still believe in a divine healer. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a product of it myself today. Amen. He is able today. He is able. I was picking with some of the board members this morning. I showed them some new handicap signs that I think about that we ought to purchase. And they looked at it and it says it's got the little handicap symbol on it. And down below it it says uh, uh, soon to be healed. Amen. <laughs> soon to be healed. That'd be a good parking spot, right? That makes you get, you get you in the mood of the Spirit coming into the house of God as soon as you walk in the door thinking, hey, I may be pulled up in a handicapped spot, but I might leave here different in which I can't. Now listen, you may be handicapped by the sins of this world today and you're on your way to hell without Jesus. But let me say, Jesus is still alive. He's still well and He still saves. He's able to save. Amen. He's able to save. James 4 and 12. The Bible says there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Save and to destroy. You see, we think today that for the most part that we've got the world by the tail. We think for the most part that we are under got everything in control. But may I say unto you today, we don't have everything in control because everything that takes place has to go through the nail-scarred hands of our Lord and our God, Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, but He is able to save you uh, uh, from the guttermost uh, uh, to the uttermost. Uh, he's able to pin your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. That is the reason that we're celebrating Easter today. It's because we serve a God that rose on the third day. And I thank God He is able to save. Now if you're looking toward to getting to heaven on behalf of your dad or behalf of your mother or grandmother or grandfather or close friend, you cannot get to heaven by their merits for it is personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friend, if you've got that relationship today, you woke up this morning at sunrise and something was bubbling deep down inside of you, knowing that today represented the day that the Lord Jesus Christ got up from the tomb after that stone had been rolled away by the angel. Thanks be unto God today that He is able to save. Buddha can't save you. Confucius can't save you. Hindu, Hindu shrine or a Hindu cow that can't save you. It's amazing to me today what people will bow down to when they should be bowing down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Many of people say, oh, I'm not going to bow. Oh, yes, you will. But the Bible says every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. What happens to you after that depends on whether or not you're a Christian or not. If you're saved, you go to heaven. 
If you're lost, you go to a place that was made for the devil and his angels, a place called hell. He's able to not only save us, but he's able to satisfy us. Over in Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 11, the Bible says, And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. I'm glad that I don't have to turn to the wickedness of this world to be satisfied in my soul, for I know that God is able to satisfy me. I know that he's able to give me the peace and satisfy in my heart and my soul to where I can pillow my head at night and to where I can get a good night's rest. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm satisfied to where I can, if I leave this place today, I'm satisfied in knowing that if I drop dead before I get out of the parking lot, that heaven's going to be my home. He can bring you satisfaction. Amen. I'm here to tell you he's able to satisfy you more than any type of alcohol. He's more, he's able to satisfy you uh, uh, more than any type of drug shot up in your veins or bottle of pills. Uh, I'm here to tell you the Lord Jesus Christ can satisfy you uh, with the holy water of heaven uh, uh, come flowing through your body and through your bones uh, and my you'll be wanting to turn away from those things of the world and grab a hold of the nail-scarred hands of Jesus and allow Him to give you the help that you need. Some of y'all looking at me like a mule at a new gate. Hey, I'm excited. <laughs> you know why I'm excited? I'm going to heaven. I serve a God that's alive, and I'm sure not going to worship him dead today. Amen. Oh, listen. Catholic church is down the road if y'all won't go. Amen. They'll sit there. Amen. Uh, I don't know if that church will get you where you need to go, though. Amen. I ain't saved by the mother of Christ today. I'm saved by the Son of God, Amen. the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's able. Not only is He able, ail in the word alive, He is love. Amen. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Amen. Listen to that. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's as simple as believing and confessing today. Amen. He loves the sinner. Oh, you, be preach, you may say, well, preacher, you may not uh, uh, know what I've been in and what I've, uh, 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 what I've done. You know what? It don't matter what you've done because God knows. Oh, but I don't believe God can forgive me. Oh, yeah, God can forgive all sins today. If we'll just have uh, uh, that uh, uh, faith and knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is alive uh, and that He is a saving God. He loves the sinner today. He's not, listen, if you're here and you're not on your way to heaven today, God loves you. Christ loves you. He loves you enough to send the only begotten Son of heaven, uh, God made manifest in the flesh, uh, to dwell upon men here on this earth to bring you salvation. There is no salvation in any other name than the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, can you prove that, preacher? I sure can. It comes from John chapter 14. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house were many mighty. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And there's always a scoffer, or there's always a doubter in the crowd, which was Thomas. And Thomas said, well, Lord, how do we know the way? How do we know where you're going? And the Lord Jesus said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way today Amen You can't pay enough to get yourself there You can't work enough to get yourself there It's by the divine blood of Christ Or you don't get to go Amen He loves the sinner But he loves the saint today He loves you that are saved Listen once we give our heart and life to God Life's not over But don't be fooled by some TV preacher today That tells you everything's going to be a bed of roses too Because it's not because it seems like, Brother Joe, as much as we uh, try to uh, get closer to God, it seems like that uh, the devil wants to fight you even more. Amen. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world, Amen. according to the Word of God. 
In other words, that means to you and I today uh, that our God has supreme uh, victory. Amen. He is the one with the supreme answers of life. Uh, he is the one that has the answer to salvation. Uh, he is the one that can take you uh, uh, that are saved, a saint of God. Uh, and my friend, leads you through the most darkest times of your life. I don't know how people go through things in this life without a loving God to call upon. Uh, oh, but you may be saying, well, preacher, I love God and I call upon God. But you know if your heart's not right with him today if you're not saved you can pray all you want to the Bible says his ear will turn deaf to you uh, because you got iniquity in your heart uh, and that iniquity comes in between you and your God uh, and my friend that's why we need to be saved that's why we need to have Christ in our heart because if we've got Christ in our heart we can go when we have a need of prayer when we have to pray for our sick mama and she's about ready to cross over and she needs a touch from God you can get in touch with heaven uh, or maybe when you're daughter, your child, your son uh, is in a bad fix, your grandchild, and you need to go to God in prayer. Uh, be good and, 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 and be, be right with God uh, spiritually to where He will listen to your prayer. Not only will He listen to your prayer, He'll hear your prayer, and He'll answer your prayer. Amen. I'm here to tell you He'll either say yes, no, or just wait. You'll get three answers from Him. Amen. But I at least want to know that I can get a prayer through. I at least want to know I can get a prayer through. He is able. He is love. What is the I in alive? He's our intercessor. <laughs> Listen to this. Isaiah 53 and 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he, has numbered, he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. What this is here in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah is prophesying about the cross of Calvary. He is prophesying the day that Jesus would hang on the cross. And say Father forgive them for they know not what they do. And you, do you know what? God still looks upon us and says Lord forgive them. Jesus still looks upon us. And you know what? You may think that that prophecy never was fulfilled. But I'm here to tell you, just shortly after the resurrection of the Christ, there was a day called Pentecost. And on that day of Pentecost, Peter went and preached. 3,000 souls were saved. It was not from the pulpiteering of Peter, but it was from the prayer of the Master. It was from the prayer of the Savior. And I can't not help but to believe today that Christ looked down through the portals of time from the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago and seen me a lost sinner dying on my way to hell and said, God forgive them for they know not what they do. As he looked to the Father, Lord forgive them for they know not what they do. And boy, I'm I'm telling you, 26 years ago, I heard the call of God of salvation. And I went and I repented of my sins. God wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life. I know for a fact I'm going to heaven. And if you're not sure, you need to be sure before you leave here today. Amen. You're not promised tomorrow. He's an intercessor. He intercesses for our sin. Amen. Romans 4, 7, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Amen. God, Jesus is the only one that I know that can take his red blood, cover your black heart, and make it white. Amen. He's the only one. That's right. Amen. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We are saved with our faith in him through repentance and through our faith. And the covering, the washing, if you will, of the blood of Jesus. He is that intercessor for our sin. But he's the intercessor in our storms. Listen, there are some times that you'll be in storms of your life. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 39. The Bible says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and unto the sea. Peace, be still, is what he said. And the wind.
wind ceased and there was a great calm. I'm glad to know today that when my life seems to be turned upside down, I'm glad to know that when I'm going through one of the greatest storms that I may have ever went through before, there's a God in heaven that I can call upon whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ that'll make intercession for me. And as I cry out unto Him and say, Oh Lord Jesus, I need some help today. And all of a sudden you feel a breeze from another world. By the way of the Holy Ghost of God, stepping onto your storm of circumstances and saying, Peace be still and everything is calm. Our God has that power. Amen. You show me another God that claimed to be God that got up from the grave. You can't do it. There's only one. You go and look for Buddha, he's still in the ground. Huh? You go and look at Muhammad, he's still in the ground. Bones still there. You go looking for the bones of Christ, he's not there. He has risen. Amen. Well, what happened to him? Well, just a few short days after he had risen, he had done spoke again to his disciples, and then he ascended up into the heavens. Those men were there standing in white apparel, the Bible says, and they said, where is this man going? And they said, hey, this same Jesus that just left here is the same Jesus that's going to come back one day, and I believe it's going to be very soon. Oh, how can you think that, preacher? Because I'm here to tell you there's every bit of biblical prophecy from the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation has been completed uh, and it has already taken place uh, except for the rapture of the church. Wouldn't it be a great time today uh, if you was to hear the trumpet sound uh, and the, the clouds begin to split. Uh, the voice of the archangel was to sound the horn uh, and my friend all of a sudden we're raptured up out of this place. The Bible says the dead in Christ uh, uh, shall leave here first and then we which remain will be caught up with them in the air. The question is, uh, will you be in that number or will you be here? Left behind. You see, that's where the rubber meets the road. Right there. When we die, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. And I know, listen, I know I've been there. A lot of young people, especially today, believe they're going to live forever. You're not. The only regret I have about salvation today is this. I didn't get saved earlier in life. Amen. Only regret I have. I w- I, listen, I was hard-headed 21 years old when God saved me. But thanks be unto God, I know who my Redeemer is. Amen. And I know my Redeemer lives today. Amen. But if you don't know Christ, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, listen, you could be left behind when that day comes. He is our intercessor in sin. He is our intercessor in our storms. But the listen to this. He is victorious, the V in a life. He's victorious. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You want to know what Jesus was doing uh, those three days that he was in the tomb? Uh, his spirit had done went. Uh, by the way of the Holy Ghost, I do believe. Uh, and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Uh, for there was the scripture can tell us, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? There is, uh, my friend, a God that can save you to where you don't have to suffer the sting of death uh, and have victory in your heart uh, and I'm glad that I'm one of those numbered today make sure people know that you're going to heaven amen he was victorious over the sepulcher that was that tomb that was borrowed that borrowed tomb that was borrowed that day where the Lord Jesus Christ body was placed They said, roll the stone over the door. Put soldiers on guard to where nobody will take the body of Christ. Oh, but on that third and glorious morn, the earth began to shake. And I believe the devil and imps of hell began to tremble. And as they began to tremble, and as they began to fear what was fixing to take place, 
The devil knew that God said in three days, the Lord Jesus said he would three days, uh, he would rise again. And my friend come walking out of that tomb was the nail-scarred hands of Jesus walking out to make that intercession for you and I and my friend claiming victory and winning victory over death and the grave. They may roll my body in this church one day and they may place it in a wooden box and put it right here. They may be a preacher stand right here one day and preach the last words that may need to be said for my funeral. I may be gone to the cemetery. You may follow me out there. And they may lay my body down six feet into the ground. They may cover me up with dirt. But my friend, I'm here to tell you. That body is nothing but flesh. That body is going to go back to the dust of the earth. It doesn't matter about the old body anymore. Because as soon as we leave this world. As soon as we take their last breath. Being absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, preacher, do you mean it's that quick? I'm telling you it's that quick. As soon as I take my last breath, I'm walking hand in hand with my Savior, walking toward the pearly gates of heaven. I can have victory today because he's alive. The E in alive is eternal. (laughs) Eternal. Let me back up just one. He's victorious over Satan. (laughs) Revelation 20.10 And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. You know, hell was made for the devil and his angels. Hell was not made for you. But God gives you a will to choose today of whether you're going to go to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. What do you mean? Well, see, some of you are probably experiencing conviction in your heart this morning. And when that happens, you know, it almost feels like there's an elephant sitting on your chest and almost feels like an apple's caught in your throat. And you may say, why do I feel this way? Well, that's the, that's the convicting power of the Holy Ghost of God. He's speaking to your heart. And see, that's when you can get saved. That's when you can give your heart and life to Him. Because when you start feeling that way, You can come and you can repent and you can ask Jesus into your heart. He'll forgive you of all of your sins and you can go to heaven one day. Listen, there's a great contrast between this place called heaven and a place called hell. I'm talking about a place called heaven where everything's perfect. I'm talking about a place where Jesus is. I'm talking about a place where your loved ones that have done gone on that were saved are there waiting on you. Don't disappoint them. Huh? Don't disappoint them. And, then, and, 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 and everything is perfect. We've got glorified bodies. A place where there's no pain. A place where there's no filth, no ugliness, no sin. I'm talking about a place where Jesus Christ is the only light that we'll ever need. Amen. Do you realize we won't need Duke Power in heaven? <laughs> Hallelujah. They get enough money while I'm alive. Amen. Then we won't need it. Jesus Christ is the only light we'll ever need. But then you look at that in contrast to a place called hell. A place where the fire is never quenched. A place where the worm dieth not. What does that mean? It means that you're going to feel like that there's a worm eating away at your body and your soul the entire time that you're there. And the uh, the Bible says that you're begging for water. The Bible says that there's screams and there's torments in a place where the fire is never quenched. But yet you're never consumed. In other words, you feel the complete, uh, total flames of hell uh, up around you uh, and burning you up. uh, But yet you never can get away from it. And it's for eternity. You know what eternity is? That's forever. It never, ever stops. It's an easy decision for me today. Heaven (laughs) is where I'm headed. I made up my mind a long time ago. And if your mind's not made up today, then you need to make up your mind. Amen? Amen. You need to make up your mind and go to that place which is called heaven. Victorious over the sepulcher and over Satan. But he, eternal. He is eternal. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and Forever. 
You know what that means? Our God is the same today as He was when He arose from the grave. In other words, He's got the same power that He had back in those days today. Oh, preacher, you're kind of far-fetched there. No, I'm not far-fetched. I'm telling you the truth today. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is alive and well. uh, And He is everlasting, uh, meaning He is eternal. He's everlasting in His sovereignty. That word sovereignty means supreme power and authority. In other words, no one's ever going to pull anything on Him. No one's ever going to be able to conquer Him. For he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But not only is he eternal in his sovereignty, but he's eternal in his salvation. What does that mean, preacher? Well, it means this. If you accept Christ as your Savior, you decide to live your life for him, then you've got salvation in a place called heaven. And that salvation in that place called heaven is going to last for eternity. Eternity. It's never going to end. Hallelujah. A place of walls of jasper, the streets of gold. A place where there's no more death, no more heartache, no more pain, no more sickness. Glory to God. That's where I want to go. Oh, but preacher, what do you mean? Hey, listen, that's where I want to go. Why? Why do you want to go there? Because I don't want to go to hell today. This is not a fairy tale we're feeding you. For 2,000 years, for, two, for over 2,000 years, this has been preached about the Christ. About His resurrection. And about Him being alive. The question is, what are you going to do with the resurrected Christ? You can either accept Him for who He is, repent of your sins, get your name written in heaven, live a life unto God, Or you can choose to turn away, walk away out those doors today, the same way in which you came in, and bust hell wide open if you was to die. And by the way, don't think that just because you're young, you got plenty of time. And the reason I say that is because I know of many this year already that had not even graduated high school yet. Is in eternity somewhere. Their bodies in the ground. Eternity's somewhere. Yeah. Oh, but preacher, I'll know that if I get sick, I'll get right with God then. No, you won't. You'll get right with God when God convicts your heart. That's Bible. And when He begins to draw you, and when conviction's there, then you can be saved. You can have heaven as your home. Amen. It's plain and simple. Oh, but preacher, I believe I can, I'll have time. I'll have plenty of time. Ask that little boy in Boiling Springs that left with his mother 7 o'clock one Friday morning as he pulls out on the, as she pulls out on the number 9. How old was that young boy? 12 years old? Pulls out on the number 9. Some crazy, lunatic, drug-infested idiot Come screaming up the interstate or up the highway nine, going at least eighty miles an hour. Ran that red light, hit that car, boom! The car is pushed up against the embankment. The child was in ICU for several days and then lost his battle with life. They had no way of knowing that that was going to be his last day. They had no way of knowing. That mother had no way of knowing. Because if she would have known, she never would have left the house, Josh. She never would have left the house. The point is this. Everybody's got a date with death. You just don't know when that date is. Ask that teenager that lost their life on Interstate 85. Because a drunk maniac come running through them and, and, and knocked them off the side of the road and crashed and hit a tree and, and then the, the 17-year-old girl is dead. She didn't plan on that. She didn't plan on that. And you know what's so sad? That one that was in the car that caused the accident, they wasn't planning on it either. 
But it was ignorance that caused that. But did you know this? Ignorance is what put Christ on the cross. The Jews did not know that he was the Messiah. The Jews did not believe that he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They were looking for someone with a royal crown and a royal robe. They were looking for someone to be in the palace and serving as their king. But he became as you and I. He became lowly, the Bible says. And he became lowly and suffered everything that you and I would have to suffer. You know why? Because when we go through things, he knows what we're going through. Jesus Christ is God incarnate. In other words, that's God in the flesh. We call him the son of the living God. And my friend, if that's not enough gospel this morning that has been sung or preached to you to save the world, then nothing will get them saved. But God is a gentleman. When He begins to convict your heart, He gives you the opportunity to accept Him or reject Him. You can accept him and get in the family of God today. Or you can reject him and hope that you've got another day coming. You know what it's like? You're playing Russian roulette with your soul. What is Russian roulette? You'd have to be stupid to play it. But you can't fix stupid. You take a gun, you put one bullet in the chamber or in the barrel... You spin it around, you put it at your head or somebody else's head, and you pull the trigger. You're taking a chance whether or not that bullet is there or you got an empty spot. Click. You were spared another day. Do it again. You spin the barrel, hold it to your head. Click. You're spared another day. The third time you do it, you spin it, you pull the trigger, boom. You never knew it was coming. You knew the possibility was there. Every day you live, the possibility is there that you're going to step out into eternity. Listen, this lady right over here worked with the coroner's office for years. She'll tell you. Even young people can die of natural causes. I've seen athletes that look like a great picture of health (laughs) fall over dead with some type of something that they can't explain. Some of them they can, some of them they can't. Doesn't matter how young, how old, it doesn't matter today. What matters is do you know Him? And do you know him personally? I want you to stand as they come get us a song of invitation. And we'll close the service out today. Thank you so much for being so attentive. I'd ask you to bow your head and close your eyes this morning. Across this building. Christians, you pray. You see, the Bible says that God chooses the foolishness of preaching to save those which were lost. Some of you may have already made up in your mind today that what I'm saying is foolish. My excitement is foolish. But the Bible says that that's foolish to them that perish, but it's power to those that are saved. No one looking across this building. This is real personal here. I promise you this. I'd never embarrass you. I'd never come to you. But I believe it is my duty, my responsibility as a pastor today to pray for you.
listen to this and if you can answer with a clear heart a clear mind be honest listen closely preacher there is no doubt in my mind that if I have a date with death today heaven will be my home would you just slip your hands up and say preacher no doubt in my mind heaven's going to be my home heaven's going to be my home keep them up heaven's going to be your home you can put them down there's probably no less than 10 of you today that could not raise your hand and you know what that means it means that you're not a Christian you're not saved you're, you're not sure of your salvation it means that if you was to die today hell could be your home that you could spend eternity in a devil's hell that is made for the devil and his angels and not for you. Christians, you pray. Maybe you're here today, you're saved, but you're just going through some things in your life that you just need help from God with. Would you raise your hand and say, Preacher, I'm saved. I'm just struggling with some things. Would you please pray for me? There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being honest with God. Because when you're honest with Him, that's when He can help you. You may be here today. One last question. We're going to ask you to come. Some are already praying. You may have been saved. You've just grown cold on God and you're out of His will. According to 1 John 1, 9. You can straighten things back up with the Lord if you would. Would you say, Preacher, I'm saved. I'm just out of His will. Would you please pray for me? Anybody? Anybody in the building? Thank you so much. Put it down. Anybody? Just out of the will of the Lord. All right. If you raised your hand, you admitted that you need help from God. Some of you, by the not raising your hand, admitted that you need to be saved this time's for you I told you God's going to give you the opportunity to choose yes, choose him or choose no, leave different in which same way you came God can help you I'm going to say this prayer my prayer can't save you today but yours can and after I say amen I so kindly ask you if you're here, you're lost today step out where you are come on down here to an altar of prayer I, prom- I myself will lead you to the Lord Nothing to be embarrassed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. I promise you these are the most loving people you'll ever find. And they'll love you. And they'll help you. They'll mentor you. If you'll let them. Father. God in Jesus name. I thank you Lord. For your word. Thank you for these people that are gathered. Here today. Father I ask you to give them boldness. I ask you to give them boldness to come and pray and ask you to forgive them of their sins where their names would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. God, I pray. Lord, I beg of you, God. Give them direction. May they leave different in which they came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You come. You come. It's okay. Some have already prayed. If you're not sure that heaven's your home, don't play that game of Russian roulette because you liable to lose one day. You're liable to lose. Have courage. You're being offered the greatest gift to a human being today. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. You're being offered the greatest gift known to man. 
salvation full and free. It don't cost you a dime to be a Christian. It doesn't cost you a dime to be saved. But it cost our God his life. It cost the darling Son of God his life. He loves you. on right there Josh I'm going to make it easy for you every head bowed and every eye closed if you're not here if you're here and you're lost without Christ nobody's looking but me why don't you step out where you're at come on down to an altar of prayer and let us pray with you and show you how to be saved today it's as simple as ABC you got to accept him you got to believe in him and you got to confess your sins and then guess what? Heaven's going to be your home. It's real easy. You have no excuse right now. Oh, well, somebody's going to talk. Listen, nobody's even looking but me. Oh, but my friends, what are my friends going to think? Hey, if you come, your friends might come with you. <laughs> He's going to sing this last verse. This service is over. Just think, eternity may be over for you. If you don't get him today, you sing, Josh. Where is your heart, my dear friend? What? You come, you still got time. Your life We're going to have to stand before God one day. We're going to bow. We're going to confess. The question is are you going to do it saved or lost? I'm glad I know he 